You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is just four days until Santa comes down the chimney. That's the, the goal anyway. Thursday, December 21st is the date, and we're talking Twins baseball today with Rhett Bollinger, our Twins reporter for MLB.com. Rhett, we thank you as always for the time, and uh, we're going to touch on uh, pitching, pitching, and more pitching. We'll talk about the pursuit of uh, Hugh Darvish, talk about the signings of uh, veterans Michael Pineda and uh, Fernando Rodney, and at the end, we're going to tie this thing together with some uh, some fun stuff, some Christmas-themed questions, as again, the Christmas holiday is uh, just days away. But first thing is first, let's talk about uh, the team's pursuit, as I said, of uh, arguably the marquee uh, free agent pitcher on the market this year, that being right-hander Yu Darvish. And I think it's it's still something of a long shot, maybe not as much of a long shot now as it was, say, you know, two, three weeks ago. But how can you, you know, how do you assess uh, the progress, I guess, of uh, the team's pursuit of getting Yu Darvish in that rotation? The Twins are definitely very serious about Yu Darvish. It's definitely a priority for them. Having talked to, you know, uh, the front office at the winter meetings, talking to Thad Levine and talking to, you know, Derek Falvey and even uh, Paul Malder, they all kind of talked about how it's someone that they definitely uh, is on the radar, um, someone they'd love to have on their team. Uh, obviously, Thad knows him very well from his time uh, in Texas. So they gave you a little bit of an edge there that Darvish knows him well. He was part of the negotiations when he originally signed, uh, coming over from Japan. Uh, as you said, it still might be a little bit of a long shot just because we know historically the Twins have never really, you know, paid for an ace like that before. We know the most they've ever spent, you know, in free agency was $55 million on Urban Santana. And luckily for them, that contract has worked out. It's pitched very well for them. Uh, but they'd like to get somebody who's at least Urban Santana's caliber, um, whether it's Darvish or, you know, maybe going after an Arietta. It also might be a little bit more unlikely, but even though Lance we talked about in the past, but, you know, whether it's Lance Lynn or Alex Cobb, those might be, uh, you know, guys would make some sense as well. But uh, they're going to go in on Darvish. They're going to try to their best to try to convince them that Minnesota would be a good place for them to pitch. He'd instantly become their ace. Um, so far, Darvish has met with a lot of teams individually and, and privately. Uh, he hasn't done that with the Twins yet, but he's expected to um, because I do think there's some interest mutually on both sides, but it's just hard to predict right now. You know, it really, you really can't even say there's a clear leader for Darvish at all. We don't really know, uh, you know, what, what kind of market's out there for him. We know he's a top starting pitcher. Um, you know, I haven't really heard much from the Dodgers. You know, obviously that's the team he finished the season with. Uh, if he would re-sign there, but we know that, you know, that some other teams out there have had some interest, uh, including the Cubs, um, but there's not really a clear favorite. So I think that kind of does work in the Twins' advantage. Um, they, yeah, they could be part of this mix here. Um, like I said, historically, it would still be a surprise if they were to, to sign him, but um, it would definitely be a big addition for this team that needs uh, pitching, especially going forward. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the Twins are not known for making these big, uh, luxurious free agent splashes uh, in the offseason, but hey, there's a first time for everything, and maybe you, Darvish, is the first time uh, for this Twins franchise to really uh, shell out some serious money and put a bona fide ace at the top of that rotation. No disrespect to uh, Irvin Santana, of course. But, Rhett, of course, uh, a big X factor here is that because he was traded uh, midseason from the Rangers to the Dodgers, there was no uh, draft pick compensation attached to you, Darvish. That's a, that's a big factor. So would you assess that? Is that the main reason that the Twins are pursuing him? Or even if there was draft pick compensation, would he, would he still be – front and center on their radar regardless of that i think it's just more of a bonus that he's not going to be tied to it but i think if, even if he was there would still be interest from the twins uh, just because there's still you know a lot of interest in lance lynn and, and alex cobb and they're both tied to draft pick compensation um but it's always curious to see you know as much as the players that are are tied to that you kind of see their value go down a little bit i think you know we've seen it now with mike moustakis you know he hasn't been had much of a market as a third baseman as a guy that was offered a qualifying offer 
Um, so yeah, if anything, sometimes it can bring down a little bit of the value of the players because teams are, uh, you know, less and less willing to want to give up a draft pick because they know the value that is associated with, with, you know, being able to have a high draft pick. Um, if the Twins were to sign one of those guys, they would lose their second pick. So it would be a second rounder. So it wouldn't be too bad. And the Twins have really been stocking up on prospects. Um, they, you know, having the number one pick last year in the draft really helped them a lot to have extra picks for their bonus pool. And then they, you know, made a couple of trades this offseason for some young prospects as well and signed a couple of international free agents. So they're pretty well stocked in terms of prospects where they'd probably be okay even if Darvish was tied to it. Um, but they'd rather not lose a draft pick. So like, I think if anything, it's just a bonus that, that Darvish being traded is, is not, was not eligible uh, to be offered that qualifying offer. Yeah, I think it's no accident that uh, there's more, you know, buzz this offseason about you, Darvish, than there is Jake Arietta because Arietta, mm-hmm. of course, does have the draft pick compensation. He's every bit as accomplished as you, Darvish. You could say even more so. Arietta has a Cy Young in his pocket, but because there is no draft pick compensation attached to you, uh, Darvish, that's why uh, you could make you could designate him as the top free agent uh, pitcher on the market this season. Rhett, uh, shifting gears here, uh, the Twins have made a couple of uh, noteworthy signings uh, to their rotation and their bullpen. Of course, talking about uh, Michael Pineda and Fernando Rodney. And uh, Rodney already, uh, there's a, a neat photo on the Twins' uh, Twitter account of him in his Twins uniform and uh, shooting the bow and arrow, which he is known for. He's going to bring a lot of uh, pizzazz and personality to that uh, Twins team, no question. But the one that really intrigues me, Rhett, to start here is Michael Pineda because He's had some, you know, he's obviously had the health issues. He's had some some knucklehead moments. I, I recall the one at Fenway Park uh, uh, two seasons ago where he got caught with a, uh, the pine tar on his his forearm or forehead or, or something. It was <laughs> yeah. it was visible in, in broad daylight, and the cameras caught it. He was ejected from the game. So he has those moments, but then he's got moments, too, where his stuff is so electric and his ceiling is so high, you keep thinking to yourself, if this guy can ever put it all together – between the ears and health-wise, he could be one of the more dominant pitchers in baseball, and I'm betting that's what the Twins are banking on here. Exactly. I think it was a low, you know, buy-low situation here coming off Tommy John. You know, next year you might not even have him pitch for the Twins with his rehab. There's a chance he could come back, you know, in September um, as a starter or a reliever, depending on how his rehab's going. Uh, you know, he had his Tommy John surgery last July, I believe. Um, so it's it's more about you know the next year. Yeah, that's why the contracts also spread out that way. He's only getting paid two million dollars. Uh, the first year of the deal, and then $8 million the next year. Um, so either way, it's a bargain if he can you know, stay healthy and come back strong from Tommy John. Uh, if he would have you know, been healthy all year there with the Yankees going into free agency, uh, he would have commanded a very long, large contract. So he said there's so much potential there. Um, his slider really is one of the best pitches in, in the game. I mean, if you look at some of the sack cast stuff on it, the swings and misses he gets with it, the uh, you know, spin rate and all that stuff we talked about in the past, he is electric. I mean, he really has electric stuff. Like, sometimes it's tough for him to put it all together, but it did seem like the last couple years here – um, including this season before the Tommy John, that he was starting to kind of put it together, getting his strikeout rate back up above, you know, a batter per inning. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just hoping that that rehab goes well. He's got big velocity. Um, the Twins want to keep adding depth to that rotation. And then if it were to work out, you know, always maybe a chance he could, they could extend him if it were to work out. But if anything, it just was a smart way to kind of get a, a guy they really like to be spotted in that rotation um, after next year because Irvin Santana is going into the last year of his contract the Twins have some young prospects they like, but at the same time, that's why they're so into Darvish and other guys. They want to find these guys some long-term deals because uh, they, they want to have these guys that could be potential you know, front-line starters uh, going forward. And then I think they think that Pineda can be that if he puts it together. It's obviously some risk. You never know if guys come back from Tommy John, but pretty high success rate these, these days. And 
the money was so low compared to what he would have got if he was healthy that um, it made a lot of sense for them. Yeah, it sure did. He's a he's a nice safety net uh, for the team, like you said, with the uh, impending expiring contracts of uh, Irvin Santana, most notably. And then talk about Fernando Rodney briefly. You know, this guy, he, he's been well-traveled, but uh, every stop he makes, he seems to, you know, always have a productive season. He's uh, either... 40 or close to 40, but he's still getting it done at his uh, advanced stage. And I hate saying that, but it's true. <laughs> uh, so what, you know, was, was he a main target for the twins or did this kind of come together somewhat unexpectedly? A little unexpectedly, but the twins were definitely looking for a veteran closer. That was going to be a guy that was probably going to be available on a one or two year deal. That wasn't going to be breaking the bank. They probably were never going to go after a Wade Davis type. Um, I always thought it made sense maybe to bring back Brandon Kinsler. He ended up signing for two years with the nationals. There's still a chance the Twins could even bring back Matt Belisle, uh, who indicated at the end of the season he'd like to be back. But Rodney's that kind of stopgap at closer. They've got some young arms and some potential closers on the roster they feel like going forward, like Trevor Hildenberger, Alan Brusenitz, uh, Gabriel Moya. They, they have some young arms they like, but no one on this roster was really ready to close yet. Um, and like you said, Rodney, everywhere he's been, he's racked up the saves. Uh, you know, it can be a little bit of an adventure out there uh, sometimes, but he's definitely a proven closer at this point, 40 years old. Still has good stuff. Still had a lot of strikeouts last year with Arizona. Um, and he's just a fun guy to have in the clubhouse. I know some people, fans see him with a sideways hat or something. I think he's a distraction or a bad teammate or something. But it could be farther from the truth. I covered him a little bit in Anaheim when he was there. And talked to other reporters about him. They covered him in you know, Detroit and everywhere else. They always say that he was one of the most loved guys in that clubhouse. The players all loved him. He was a jokester. He was like he was funny. Um, obviously antics with the bow and arrows and all that stuff. But that's just the thing. He just... He likes to have fun. I don't think he wants to show anybody up. I don't think he really has too many enemies in the game or anything like that. I think he's just like a, a guy that is fun-loving and uh, has, you know, racked up 300 career saves, which is a you know, pretty impressive feat for a guy that didn't really close till later in his career. So um, it's one of those things he'll start the year as the closer. If things go south, they've got some other internal options. Um, but it just made sense, especially the deal, you know, only $4.5 million, uh, you know, plus an option to a club option. So if he ends up having a good year, they can bring him back at the same rate. So another one of those things, kind of a buy low. I uh, think that's why I think still going after Darvish. They they have a lot of you know payroll. They can they're on the payroll right now. They have they have a budget so they can actually go out there and sign a top starter because these moves so far and Pineda, uh, you know, and Rodney were a little bit you know kind of low cost bargain signings in a sense. Yeah, no question. And uh, you know, going back to what you were saying about a guy that likes to have fun and a good presence in the clubhouse. I mean, let's face it. You know, this game needs personalities like that yeah. and we need some you know guys that aren't all cookie cutter and guys that ha- you know display a little bit of, of flair and emotion and Fernando Rodney checks all those boxes and I think he's going to be a big hit uh, both in the Twins clubhouse and uh, with the fans at Target Field no question uh Rhett, let's wrap up here with some uh, Christmas theme questions uh, beginning here which player which current player on the Twins roster do you feel would make the very best department store Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one for me, I guess I'll go with the, the, two, the two of the bigger guys. Maybe I'll go with uh, Miguel Sano or, or Kenny's Vargas. And maybe mm-hmm. Vargas, Marcus, Vargas is definitely – actually, you know, both of them are pretty big jokesters. So, um, so, yeah, I think that they definitely have fun with the kids, and I think they'd fit well uh, in the Santa Claus suit. Of course, I think number one, if he was still on the roster, that would be you know Bartolo Colon. I think he'd oh, be yeah. uh, the best by far. So, um, But it is cool seeing that. I've seen even some former twins, uh, former twin Rene Rivera, did a charity event where he dressed as Santa Claus in Puerto Rico and raised a lot of money for kids there in need. So that's always kind of cool to see. Um, but, yeah, I think for me it would just be the big guys. I think Bartolo, you never won if you were still on the Twins. But 
Otherwise, they're going to be fun to see Sano or, uh, or Vargas uh, in a big Santa suit like that, you if they make them that big. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. You can't go wrong with uh, either one of those guys, no question. Uh, question two, uh, as we all know from a Christmas story, all that Ralphie wanted more than anything in the world for Christmas was that precious Red Rider BB gun. So for the Twins this offseason, what is their Red Rider BB gun, so to speak? I think it's got to be you, Darvish, right? I and mean, that's the guy they're, they're targeting. That's their priority. That's the best pitcher on the market. And we talked about earlier, he doesn't have drastic compensation tied to him. Uh, it would be a perfect fit for them. Like I said, just knowing, you know, that Sad Levine knows him so well. There's a little bit of a history there. Uh, it would make some sense. So, yeah, and like I said, it would, just, it would be a big moment in Twins franchise history just because it would blow past the largest free agent signing they've ever had by a lot. And we kind of show that, you know, they're, they're serious. They're serious about competing going forward. They're not just going to make a bunch of small signings and hope that things work out, uh, that they actually want to go out there and, and sign a frontline guy. So I think that would definitely be the number one thing on their wish list for sure is uh, you Darvish. No question there. And uh, to wrap up here, question three, sometimes a player and a team's fan base need to kind of kiss and make up after a rough 2017 season. So who on this Twins team needs to step under that theoretical mistletoe and start fresh for 2018? I think the person that has to probably be Phil Hughes. You know, Hughes tried to pitch through an injury last year. He was coming off the thoracic outlet syndrome and had part of his rib removed. Tried to pitch. Just wasn't working and, and wasn't pitching well. Went to the bullpen um, and then ultimately ended up having, uh, you know, season-ending surgery and, and had more of the, the rib actually removed. Um, so I think that now he's coming in spring training healthy. There's not a ton of expectations for him, but if he's fully healthy, you know, Hughes is a guy that throws strikes and can be a quality, uh, at least back of the rotation starter for them. So it's hard to expect, you know, what he's going to do for them. But at the same time, if he can prove that he's healthy, it might be an unexpected boost and uh, kind of a fresh start for Hughes. He's really dealt with uh, the injury bug the last two years, uh, but is still under contract with the team uh, through 2019, I believe. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, as we've seen, when he's healthy, when things are going right, he is an absolute strike-throwing machine. If he can get back to that form in 2018, what a huge boost that would be for the Twins rotation, which may or may not include you, Darvish. Uh, time will tell. Rhett Bollinger, great stuff as always. Uh, we thank you for the time and a happy holiday to you and to all the Twins fans out there. We'll do it again in the new year of 2018. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins.